I'm Liz Toombs, owner of PDR Interiors and your host for Sorority Chat, the podcast where we talk all things Greek housing, decorating, and beyond. Hello again. Welcome back. Today, let's talk about what to know when you're hiring a designer. I think there's a few things that would be helpful um, to educate you guys on so that you're prepared when you're going into um, a housing project for your facility. So the first thing I would say is you need to know your desired aesthetic. Be prepared with images of furniture or of rooms, have colors in mind, etc. I'm not asking you to do the design work, but what I am asking is that as a board or as whoever the group of decision makers is going to be, that you all come to some sort of consensus on a Pinterest board or with just swatches or example photos of things, Pull those together so that once you choose the person or the firm that you want to work with, then you can clearly communicate to them, these are things we like. Um, Again, it could just be, oh, it's a sofa in this room, or hey, I really like this paint color, or oh my gosh, look at the woodworking that they did um, in in this space. That could be amazing. It's those types of things that if you can kind of pull those concepts out of your head and articulate them well to who you're working with, then they can really help you achieve that aesthetic. Um, A lot of times what my team will do is we will request that of the decision makers. Um, And sometimes, like I said, it could be the the house core board, or it could be that the house core board has requested the chapter to put that together. And then that board comes back to us and then we can dissect it. And by putting notes on specifically Pinterest about what it is in the photo you like, then that is clear. Because if you just show a photo, someone could misinterpret what it is that you love about that photo. But if you add some information in there on that pin, then it clears up any confusion about what is liked or is disliked in the project. Um, And just a picture is worth a thousand words, as the saying goes. And so a visual image of what you have in mind eliminates a lot of guesswork for your design team and allows them to just get right to work and helping you create that overall look that you're going for. And if you struggle with narrowing things down about what you would like to see happen, because, I mean, the world's your oyster a lot of times, so you do need some help kind of honing in. Um, I would suggest make a board of don't wants instead. So if you're really having a hard time figuring out, oh, I would love this, or I'd love to see that in here, then if it's easier to express what you don't want to see in the space, then make a visual board of that because you would be surprised. That can almost be more helpful than what the, what the, the do wants, I guess I should say. So, On top of your aesthetic, you also have to be prepared and know your budget. And I will say that telling someone you don't know what your budget is, is not beneficial to anyone involved. It is actually pretty detrimental to you because it's not supplying a realistic financial expectation um, for you or for the firm that you are hiring. 
So you've got to know what your target budget range is. I mean, you're looking at your financials as a board. You understand the pot of money that you have to work with, no matter what that size is. And if, the, if you can be clear and honest about that, then in return, whoever you are hiring can be clear and honest about what that pot of money can accomplish for you. Um, I think back in the olden days, I don't know how to say that, but just in the past, I think there has been an expectation of, oh, as the client, I will play coy and say, I don't know how much I have to spend. And, you know, you get prices and I mean, I mean, sometimes that works out okay. And sometimes it doesn't, but it either way, it's potentially wasting the professional's time. So if you know how much money you have to spend and you guys can sit down and talk about how to allocate those funds, it is going to keep things on track, um, keep you all on the same page and build trust among you as you collaborate on this project. Because you may not understand how much it costs to refinish floors, and that is okay to say, but you still obviously have an understanding of how much money you have to spend because that's why you made the phone call or set the appointment in the first place. So not having an understanding of what a portion of your project may cost doesn't mean that you don't actually know what the budget is. So I would just say communicate that. And if you're doing that on the front end, it will weed out anyone who isn't a good fit to work with you. You want to know your scope of work as well. You want to understand what you are asking this designer to accomplish for you. Because sometimes it means that there is a contractor and an architect involved as well. Sometimes it's just the designer. But you have to know what your scope of work is and what your target tasks are to get accomplished. If you're working on updating furniture and paint in one or two rooms within the chapter house, that scope and amount of time that it will take to accomplish it is completely different than a major remodeling project. So you also want to explain to them how much input do you as a board want to have? Do you want to have a lot of say in what's being chosen? You need to express that up front. It's okay, whatever level of involvement you want, it just needs to be explained. Um, in the last episode, of sorority chat, I talked about setting clear expectations. You can go back and listen to that. I dive into this a little bit more, but um, definitely know what your level of input is when it comes to that scope of work as well. So ask your designer how they plan to include you as the client in the decision-making process. So, you know, if you expect to approve every finish, every piece of fabric, how does that play into their process and what does that do to your, your timeline? On the flip side, if you're not interested in being caught up in the decision-making process, express that too. And then they won't bog you down or stress you out with asking you about every single decision along the way. And then when you're interviewing firms, because most of the time, you know, you are considering a couple of of people or companies for your project, just by going through this and talking about your scope of work and how you like to work or expect to work as a board, that will help to determine if you, the expectations that you have align with the deliverables from 
the designer. And so again, it helps to, to weed people out or to say, yes, okay, this person, this person could be for us. Um, a second ago, I just talked a little bit about timeline. It is vital that you know when you need this work to be completed. Uh, construction will always take longer than you think it will, no matter what anyone tells you. There's always surprises. There are always factors out of your contractor's control. So just be prepared for things to take longer than expected. So planning ahead for those delays will help to manage your expectations and to keep you from being frustrated. Uh, furniture and construction materials, timelines, they're getting better than they have been the past couple of years, but it's still, it's taking some time and it's still more time than what it used to take um, before COVID. So give yourself some breathing room on that timeline when possible. You know, recruitment is often the um, hard and fast deadline or even not even recruitment, but the move in prior to recruitment for actives. Um, is usually that hard and fast deadline. So you've got to kind of pick your deadline and then work backwards to determine when you need to start a project. And if the timeline for your project is just not feasible by your deadline, then you may have to assess, do we need to work in phases? Do we need to hold off on this until after recruitment? So then by the time the project is done, then we're ready for the following year's recruitment. So there's just a lot of things to consider when you are thinking about timeline. And I'll say this while we're talking about recruitment, there are a lot of chapters that are moving away from recruitment as their final deadline. Um, from what I'm hearing, this is mostly a result of two things. One being that COVID delays just didn't make it possible to meet the recruitment deadlines. Um, and so now they're understanding, okay, well, we did all right. We survived. It didn't have to be done. You know, we could show some design boards at recruitment, or maybe we clear the furniture out anyway. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to mean that we're finished by recruitment. But then the second reason that I'm, I'm hearing from these boards say that they're not worried about recruitment being the deadline is because that is such a high stress time of year anyway, all summer long you know, the chapter is preparing for recruitment, the women are moving in, it's crazy hustle and bustle, get ready, you know, you've got polish week, and then you launch right into recruitment. So there's just a lot happening. And so by throwing in some kind of house update or construction project on top of that, that you're trying to get it finished before everyone comes back to the house, it just, it adds stress on stress. And I'll even say, from a vendor side of things, summer is the busiest time of year for most contractors and their subs. And so if you can work on your project at what's considered more of an off time of year for them, it's probably gonna work in your favor. You're gonna have their dedicated attention. You won't have other projects pulling them away or potentially delaying them from getting back to your project. And so there's just stress all around for everyone involved in that summer timeframe. Um, so I just, I think that's been kind of interesting to watch from my perspective, because having done this for a good 10 plus years now, working with Greek organizations, recruitment always was the driver. And now that is starting to shift a little bit. So it'll be interesting to watch. Um, I would love to hear from you to know if your chapter is experiencing this shift or if you are you know, holding fast to recruitment and just kind of uh, tell me the, the reasons behind it. I would love for you to, to message me and let me know. I'm always about gathering information and kind of understanding what's going on in your all's world.
Um, so those are the things that you really have to be clear on when you're hiring a design firm. But you also have to gather a lot of information when you're interviewing folks. And so here are some questions that I think would be important for you to ask as you are talking to potential designers. So you want to know how they work. And this will pertain in, to both fees as well as what tasks they're going to handle for you. Um, it will also encompass their timeline for making selections and completing items within their scope of work. So it's just literally in every possible facet, how do you work? Get clear on those details so that you know what to expect through the process. I mean, you're starting to probably think I sound like a broken record because I'm clear expectations, clear expectations, but hear me, it's gonna make a difference. Um, what my team does is we have a packet that we provide with our proposals and it outlines who is on the team, how we work, how we charge, what our recommendation is for the timeline and the budget. And we just throw it all out there up front so that the project starts out on the right foot because then it answers most of the questions that potential clients have for us. And it also just shows our level of expertise and that we know what we're doing. We've done this a lot. We understand where you are coming from. Um, and so that's just how we choose to handle it individually on our end. Um, another good question that you should be asking is what is your capacity to take on a project like this? Um, some firms, and you know, really this applies to any sort of vendor or outsourcing work that you're doing, not just a design team side of things, but what is your capacity to do work like this? Because what you don't want to happen is that you get involved with someone that's too busy to help you in the time frame in which you need it. You know, what again, back to that timeline. When is your deadline? Are you working backwards from that? You know, let them know how much time you have and do they have the capacity to accomplish that scope of work within your timeline? So this is going back to all the things you have to know ahead of time so that you can ask the right questions and make sure you're finding the right fit. Um, it's just, it's so important that you, you be self-aware as in terms of as a board with what your project and what your expectations are. Um, you, you really only wanna choose people that can support you in meeting your goals as far as the deadline, the aesthetics, the budget, so on and so forth. Um, I would also suggest asking the firm um, or the individual designer, are you familiar with sorority housing? Do you understand the nuances about this? What makes it different than a commercial space? What makes it different than a residential space, but also you know, the number of people coming through the, all the things that happen within here, the special things that go on within Greek organizations, the camaraderie that you know, the house has to support, the mental wellness that the house has to support. There's a lot of things that are kind of ever changing. And so you want to make sure whoever you're working with understands the needs, both of you as a board and what you're trying to accomplish and also the needs of the end user, which which are the chapter members. Um, so I would ask some questions in regards to that to make sure that they are on the same page with you about what those goals are and what you're trying to accomplish and that they feel comfortable and confident in their ability to accomplish those things with you. Then there's some other questions that are kind of subjective depending on your board setup and just ultimately what your goal is. So I'm kind of painting with a broad brush on everything else I've been talking about, but here's some other things that you're gonna to wanna to think about. Um, is it important to you to understand 
what the firm's values are. You know, if you're going to be hiring a vendor, is it important to you to understand what they stand for, what they believe in? The answer may be yes, the answer may be no. But if that's important to you, I would ask some questions about that. Some of these things may be able to be found on their website, but they're also good things to discuss in person just to go a little bit deeper. Um, and if it's not something that matters to you, then don't worry about it. Don't ask it. Um, and then I would also say aesthetics are something that is a little bit subjective. I think the impression is that sorority houses only care about how they look. It's all about the glitz and the glam. You want to look better than the next house on the block. And while there may be a certain element of truth to that, everyone wants their house to look good, right? We even know that as individual homeowners. We all want to be proud of our space. We want it to look good. But we're not necessarily all into keeping up with the Joneses. So you have to decide what level of importance aesthetic plays in your decision-making process. Are you trying to get the coveted designer look that someone has? Okay, great. Then go after that person. Are you trying to achieve a very well-branded facility for your organization? Okay, great. Go with someone who can help you achieve that. Um, is it that aesthetics support the functionality of the space? Then make sure that you're choosing someone who supports that goal for you. So I hope I'm being clear here for you in terms of what I mean by aesthetics. But you just if you're going for a signature look, then... Um, then make sure that you're finding the person that fits that. Or if you, if it's important to you to hire a designer because of their signature look, then, you know, express that. But I think you have to kind of figure out as a board, what are your goals? Know yourselves first, know those key factors so that when you start approaching firms, um, you can really have some concise conversations expressing what your expectations are and then it will become very evident if they are a good fit or not and if not keep going there's there's plenty of us out there um i think it's important to make sure that you find someone who can help you get this work done because updating the house is not something that happens every day every year there may be something going on that updates it but you're not annually coming back to that study room and turning it over. And so this is an investment. You're trying to be fiscally responsible with the chapter's money or the board's money. Um, and so you wanna make sure that you're making the right choices and that, again, that the board and the chapter members are supported in um, the way that the project turns out. So keep this in your back pocket. Um, come back to this episode anytime you're working on a new project especially if your board has any turnover, because my hope is that it can serve as a resource to remind you what you need to have pulled together when it's time for you to, to hire a designer. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And I look forward to connecting with you again next episode.